NPR. There's overwhelming scientific evidence that climate change is affecting our planet. But a lot of people out there are still not convinced it's a problem. Despite scientists publishing study after study, activists holding demonstrations, and journalists writing story after story, only about half of Americans in a recent Pew survey said that climate change is a serious threat to the country's well-being. So if all this hasn't won over the skeptics, is there anything that might actually do it? Well, how about money? This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. Today on the show, how gambling might be used to help shift people's attitudes on climate change. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. The world needs entrepreneurial leaders, and you can become one at Babson College. Gain the skills to lead, motivate, and inspire through a specialized master's or MBA program with full-time, part-time, and online options. Turn ideas into action with a graduate program that caters to your professional needs and fits your lifestyle. Ranked number one in entrepreneurship by U.S. News and World Report. Apply now at babson.edu slash gradprograms. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Why are so many people unconcerned or even skeptical about climate change? That's a question Sandra Motz and her husband have been thinking about for a while. And I think we came from it from different angles. So as a neuroscientist, his take was, well, it's just a problem that is incredibly difficult for the the brain to deal with, right? It's something that is happening in the future. Maybe it's not going to impact you at all in your lifetime. So it's a, a challenge for the brain that is tricky. Sandra is a professor at Columbia University, by the way. She studies human behavior. I, as a psychologist, I was thinking more about, well, is it really so irrational of people to hold these false beliefs, right? You can imagine if you live in a community where most people are skeptical about climate change being a real thing, there's really no cost of holding these false beliefs. I think we at some point combine these two ideas and try to figure out how do we design an intervention that kind of takes the future, brings it into the present, and also makes it in a way costly for people to hold these false beliefs. And that's when we came up with this idea of a prediction market. Okay, so you use the phrase prediction market there. What is a prediction market? Yeah, so at at the most basic level, you can think of it as people making bets. So gambling. It's It's in a way gambling on the future. What you're describing here sounds a lot like what we have for sports betting Mm -hmm. already. We do have this for sports betting. We also have this for political events. So there's like all of these prediction markets out there that essentially kind of ask you to, who do you think is going to win the next presidential election? So if you catch me at the polling station and you ask me, who did you vote for? Who do you think is going to win the election? My response is going to be probably as much wishful thinking as it is the reality. But if suddenly we're making bets now of who's going to win, I have an incentive to be accurate. And this is where Sandra thought, could this incentive to be accurate 
also shift people's beliefs about climate change. So Sandra, along with her husband-slash-research partner, Moran Surf, and a colleague, Malcolm McIver, they devised this experiment. They recruited more than 600 people. And to get a baseline, they asked them how much they knew about climate change, how concerned they were, and how much did they support public and private action to address it. And then half the people we essentially invited to participate in a in the climate prediction market. So we gave people $20 and we told them, well, we're going to show you a bet every day. You can decide whether you want to bet or not. You can decide whether you want to bet this is going to happen, it's not going to happen, and how much you want to wager. So those people over the course of four weeks, every day got an email from us saying, hey, here's today's bet. So we asked people, do you think this is going to be the hottest July of the last 10 years? Do you think there's going to be more than 300 wildfires in California in the month of August? What's going to happen with the rain levels, sea levels, and so on and so forth? So those were all weather-related events, things that we know are somewhat related to, to climate science. But as you say, it's really, in a way, wagering your money. How does this sort of setup overcome the obstacles that you talked about earlier? Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, the fact that the effects of climate change can seem very distant yeah. and the fact that there are also kind of political or social pressures that lead people to have certain beliefs? It's a great question. So the first thing is that it made it a lot more tangible for people to interact with this otherwise very abstract concept and bring it into, first of all, the present and into something that is much closer to their own lives. So that is one thing. And the other thing is that you also get this feedback constantly. So every day we send you this new bet and we also tell you about whether you won or lost some of the other bets. So every time that you log into the system, you essentially see how much money you won and how much money you lost. Now, if you're someone who comes in and constantly, without engaging with the topic, without knowing anything about the topic, just bets in line with your beliefs, and this could be being very skeptical, you might actually find yourself losing a lot of money. Um, And so now you suddenly have this feedback mechanism that shows you, well, actually, there's a cost to being wrong. If I sort of identify myself as a person who's like, doesn't believe in climate change, how does participating in this market somehow get around that social pressure? The answer is essentially it's anonymous. So I think that the anonymity of these prediction markets allows you to, first of all, explore potential options that you might otherwise not think about, and then also behave in a way that potentially goes against what, um, what, what you would publicly state in your communities. So every day for about a month, participants place bets on these various weather and climate-related events. And after that, Sandra and her colleagues checked in. And what they found was after taking part in this prediction market, participants performed an average of 10% better on a test of climate knowledge and were 2-3% to more likely to express concern about climate change and support for climate action. Which, Sandra says, admittedly is not a huge shift, But also, it's not insignificant, considering that this was a relatively short experiment. And we're talking here about people's deeply held beliefs. Right. So you're not going to take someone who is incredibly skeptical about climate change and you suddenly turn them into the biggest believer. I think anything in terms of behavior change, attitude change, usually moves um, in small increments. Now, the interesting part for us is that we still saw this shift consistently across the entire political spectrum. And the reason that's happening is because people have money on the line? I mean, we, we don't know exactly what's going on in people's minds. And so one uh-huh. of the interesting things is that we actually surveyed them after, right? So we told them, like, just tell us about your experience. How did you make these choices? And I think a lot of what people said is, like, first of all, I had no idea how much data 
is out there about climate change. And it really helped me to kind of put like something solid to this claim that the climate is changing. And the other one is that, yeah, people just like at some point people are like, well, I tried to bet this way and I just constantly lost money. And at some point I just wanted to try something else. So they started engaging more with the data and then they, that's how they shift their opinions and also their betting. You also talk about some interesting potential applications for what you found. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, in a way the most interesting and exciting next step, right? So this was like a small experiment, but these markets already exist. So predicted.com, there's Kalchi, um, that have these prediction markets. So right now they're mostly focused on political ads, right? Who's going to be the next presidential candidate? Who's going to win the election? Um, and that is regulated by the CFTC. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission? Yes. We're actually talking to the CFTC to see if there's a way to get climate into this mix. I guess a more existential thing that's on my mind is like, how much does it matter in the big picture mm. that individual people's opinions change a little bit this way or that way when climate change is driven by so many kind of entrenched societal forces, yeah. you know, our energy system and our food systems and our consumption behavior. So I 100% agree is that like if you now switch on and off the light switch and I don't know, recycle, that's not going to change everything. But, but I do think it informs policy, even just a prediction market without changing the attitudes of people directly would give politicians a much more accurate reading of what is it that people actually think. And again, that's because like you have an incentive to to tell the truth. So now if let's say we find that most people are betting in line with climate change, now that gives more conservative politicians, like a pretty big incentive to potentially change the way that they currently pursue policies. So for me, it's not necessarily just that I'm trying to change your attitude. I'm also trying to show that the way that people think about climate change might not necessarily be represented in the way that they publicly talk about it. And then you could have much, a much bigger impact. This episode was produced by Brittany Cronin and engineered by Robert Rodriguez. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. It was edited by Patty Hirsch. VLA is our senior producer, Kate Kincannon is our editor, and the Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash on investing or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This election season, you can expect to hear a lot of news, some of it meaningful, much of it not. Give the Up First podcast 15 minutes, sometimes a little less, and we'll help you sort it out what's going on around the world and at home. Three stories, 15 minutes, Up First every day. Listen every morning wherever you get your podcasts.